Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Professional Appreciators Podcast. Podcast. I'm Andrew, joined by... Evan. Great job. And on this episode, we are breaking down whatever that was on Sunday night that we watched at the Oscars. And more specifically, we're going to be talking about the best picture winner, Coda. Mm -hmm. Why it's great, and maybe why it's not great. I haven't heard Evan's opinion yet, so I have no idea. Yep. And right. more specifically, why it most likely won the award. Oh, and one last thing. We have updated our Patreon. Woo! So, it's been a six-month hiatus since the Why It's Great Patreon page has had any updates to it. But your boy has updated it and included the podcast, Professional Appreciator. So, That's right. there's three tiers. $1, $5, $25. All of the all of the pluses include getting your name in the video credits. For five dollars, you can get access to special monthly movie commentaries by Evan and I. Mm -hmm. And then for the twenty-five dollar tier, you get a chance to be featured on the podcast on a sixty to ninety second kind of feature where you can share any thoughts you have on a movie or show you watched recently, you can ask us a question, you can comment on whatever that episode's topic is, and you can do that monthly mm -hmm. to be featured with us on Whoa. the hottest podcast hitting up the interwebs. The hottest podcast on yeah. fires. I can guarantee it that it at least 15 people will listen to your feature on this podcast. Yeah, people you don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And mm -hmm. if it's like the Euphoria video, it's going to just blow up. There you go. Yeah. You could be the thing that is responsible for us. Yeah. You know, you know, going viral. So come on, cuss us out, you know, tell us that uh, Andrew, you know, pick Andrew apart in some way. Don't pick me apart. I'm sensitive. Or just share your thoughts on a movie. Oh, yeah. You could <laughs> yeah. do that, too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to get a part of that, if you want to help support the YouTube channel or our podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash why it's great. Or you can get the uh, $50 tier and it's a Jesus mug with Andrew's face. Yes. Ooh, dude. On I, one day I want to get some merch. One day. <laughs> it's just your face with the BB yeah. <laughs> with the hair coming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, seriously, guys, um, even $1 support would mean a whole lot to us. And you would get early access to the podcast episodes and the videos before they drop. So there's there's a little something in there for you. So yeah, you're gonna you would get to uh, to hear some experimentation a little bit. Yeah, you know, have some fun. So it'll be a good time coming over to the Patreon. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get into the main topic today. Yeah. Tell me what happened. What's going on? So uh, what was that Sunday night? I don't how, know. How you can see my voice is uh, a little rough from screaming oh, at the TV. Oh on, yeah, on you were Sunday you night. were really upset that uh, your animation pick didn't win, right? Yeah, I was really upset that uh, they didn't televise certain certain yeah. parts of the of the broadcast. No, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been thinking about this, and it it literally you can't look at your phone yeah without it like Will Smith popping up. Yeah. With his full swing across Chris Rock's face. Yeah. I don't like at this point, I don't even want to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock because it's been just it's a horse that has been it's beaten only, to death. It's only been one day and yeah. it's already like yeah. I, I forgot it's only Tuesday. 
Yeah, it's, as a, it's as only of this Tuesday. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, I have seen I have seen every take ima- like every take ima- Im- yeah. imaginable beyond just like people on Will's side, people on Chris's side. I've seen people like framing it in like the most hyper serious way. I've seen people sure. being like that was just really good TV, you know, like Yeah. I'm sure. just, my brain is just fried from it. No, it's it definitely is like I mean, I've talked to you about this. Basically, I was living out my dream on Sunday night. Like pretty much whenever I watch live television events, yeah. I'm just like something go wrong. Like something happened. Yeah. And that started that happened and I was like this is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Yeah. This is my dreams are coming true. You know what's crazy is that the Oscars are considered like the more prestigious like movie awards show. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like to the top, you right. know. And it's the everything it's is the, about. Yeah, that and it's the longest running. They've been doing this for years. They should have it down and it's like every well, other year. They've really had a pretty low amount of like faux pas for as long as it's been going yeah, on. But then in the recent years, like you count like uh the moonlight and la la land i snafu. i would almost i would almost argue that that well maybe it's not worse but that was a pretty bad one that was that was not a good look that was pretty rough yeah and then you have this like where just an actor can walk up on stage and slap someone and then win best the actor. The fact that they can never get a host that anyone likes. It's just like you've been doing this. It really is this, unbelievable. That part of it's unbelievable. You've been doing this for how many years? And like you'd think at this point like they just have the show down. They're constantly cutting segments and it's never like the right segment to let cut. Let me say, let me say, I enjoy the Oscars. I, yeah. I enjoy watching them. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it has anything to say about your favorite movie or like what the best movie necessarily no. was. But... I I enjoy watching them, but it really does seem to be like they just fee- it seems like they're so stuck up and like out of mm-hmm. touch from yeah. what people want, where it's just like, let's just keep it safe. Let's keep everything OK. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the people want chaos. Yeah, I just the ratings went up 56 percent. But to be fair, from last year's and last year's was the yeah. lowest that's true. Lowest viewed Ever. Oscars of all time. So it's 56% is pretty good though. Yeah. I wonder how many people tuned in after the slap. Oh, I feel like everyone did. Yeah. Except for I us. We like... watched it from the top. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. much. Except I missed the monologue, but I, mean, I pretty yeah. much watched it from there on. Yeah. No, we saw it. We watched it live. We, you rewound that on YouTube TV. Probably like you probably broke the record. Like if YouTube TV can go into I, the analytics, they'll be like, they'll trace it back to a house and where, where we I'm live. I'm telling you, dude, I was in my bag that night. I was like, I was in heaven. Honestly, like, honestly, there was like a 30 second window where I was getting a little upset. I was okay, like, you're like, okay, keep I was it like, going dude, here. I was like, dude, we just, we just saw this. <laughs> you're just like, I was like frame by frame, like pausing yeah. it. Like, I think, I think he actually hit him. It wasn't even that, like, you just let it play out, go all the way to the end and come back. You would, like, you would let it play two seconds, like, oh, wait, I want to see that part again. And it's like, just just get through it all and then rewind. (laughs) No, dude, I, I, I'm not joking when I say, like, realistic number of times I've seen that video since Sunday is probably in the 50s. Yeah. Like, 50s or 60s. Like, without exaggerating, like... I, I have watched that video over and over again. Yeah. It's a it's insane. It's amazing. It's it is it's so crazy. 
that that happened. Like mm-hmm. there was a streaker apparently in the seventies, oh. um, you know, at the Oscars, uh, there was the, obviously the faux pas with La La Land and Moonlight. Yeah. Well, and like, uh, even like just beyond like the, uh, like the night of the awards, like a yeah. couple years ago, there was the Oscar so white. And like, there's just like that there valid was, criticism. You there know? was when Marlon Brando yeah. declined yep. his Oscar. But I feel like this is like right up there with like craziest things to ever happen at the Oscars. Yeah. So I just I mean, it's just weird that they can't get like a single thing right. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. Well it's mind blowing. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of interesting, this may be too specific of a detail, but all the actors and actresses were so close to the stage. Mm-hmm. I feel like Will got to Chris Rock and like record like five seconds like yeah he got up and like he was right there well like whenever he accepted his award he got up and took like five steps and was like at the microphone yeah they like, were so close to the stage yeah i feel like i feel like in years past it's almost like an oscars joke like how long it takes them to walk and they have to like up. walk upstairs yeah. and like, and, like this was totally different they were um, trying to get it right they were trying to get that part right yeah they're like, oh, we can we save time by just making everyone closer, not realizing that incentivize. They'll also be closer violence. for assault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not to laugh at. <clears throat> not to laugh at. Right, right, right. Physical violence. To be clear, when we're making those noises with mm-hmm. our mouths, we yeah. aren't laughing. No. Those aren't laugh noises those that are, are happening. Those are nervous tics we both coincidentally share. Developed after Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No. I don't know. I... <laughs> I, to me, there's just, I feel like I hear everybody trying to find the right answer to like whose side they're going to be on. And it's like, there's no side to be on. It's like, thank you. There is no side to be on. It's like Chris Rock made a joke. Will Smith didn't like it. He slapped him. He shouldn't have. Oh, dude, I have a theory on this. Okay. Okay. We're watching a highly televised event on a screen. The highest televised (laughs) event. On a screen in which we watch all of our other narrative dramas starring people in the award show who are on our favorite dramas, movie and TV. Yeah. Our brains are hardwired to think when something like that happens, like very dramatic, very tense, that it's just another piece of like narrative entertainment. Yeah. And they and everyone on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, was talking about it like it was an episode of Euphoria. Well, that's why. It, everybody tuned in after because they were like, I've got to yeah. see the conclusion, assuming yeah. that there's going to be a conclusion. And they're talking the about Chris Rock and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith like they're characters on a TV show, not real human beings. And they're taking a side and talking about like their character motivation. It's like, no, these are people who exist. You do not know. Yeah. You do not know these people. Yeah, no, 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 they don't. Uh- <laughs> and so I think we're just all programmed to see these people who we see on TV and in movies to yeah. just treat it like that. I was saying, you want the the highest rated reality TV show of all time. Oh, here we go. Will Smith, Chris Rock. That's it. <laughs> just those two on a reality TV show, yeah. hanging out, just ironing out their differences. Yeah. That would be the highest watched television show. Well, honestly, I don't know. Maybe you throw boxing. Honestly, in there even or before something. that, if you told me there was a show with Will Smith, Chris Rock, I'd be like, okay, I'm down. Yeah, but now this. But now this. Now we got all this to sort out. Everybody yeah. would watch well, that. Well, what a lot of people have been talking about on Twitter is like how next year's Oscar, there's going to be the lamest jokes ever making light of it. Like oh, people man, yeah. wearing like body armor. And like they're gonna have like some people playing like uh why don't why don't they guards. just why don't they just get over themselves and have Ricky Gervais do it? 
dude. Well, I feel like if that joke was offensive, there Ricky would be Gervais riots would in be, the streets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there would be riots in the streets. Honestly, no. here's the thing. After Sunday night, I'm kind of, and you know what? I don't know who are like the joke writers for the Oscars. Who they hire? I don't. I don't know if it's like a pool of like up and coming writers who are kind of like underpaid or whatnot. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the issues from that night had less to do with like who was performing the jokes and just like the jokes they came up with because those jokes are like written with participation of the host and they have like writers and it's like. A G.I. Jane joke in think, 2022? Do you think they wrote that joke? Do yeah. you think they wrote that? Yeah. I, th- I think... I think You think they wrote it? You yeah. don't think Chris Rock just was no. like, oh, just a throwaway? No. I think that's why he was like, dude, it's a G.I. Like, I yeah. think even he was acknowledging, like, come on, man, I'm just doing what was written. It was a G.I. It was harmless. I will say, I feel like Chris Rock handled getting absolutely walloped in the face as best as a human being could possibly handle That's it. true. He... Whether whether him saying that joke was called for or not, the fact that that happened to him and he just like was able to carry the show back pretty pretty quickly, regained his composure yeah. and just went on with the show. Yeah. No. Uh, another thing that I thought was interesting is that Chris Rock took a slap with his hands behind his back. Yeah. And like took one step and then was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, this guy can take us like he, he could just he just took stood there and took it. He didn't even flinch. Yeah. His hands didn't even like start to like, you know, like usually mm-hmm. someone's reaction when someone comes up to them. Yeah. Is to like, hey, what do you like? Stop. Mm-hmm. He didn't even he didn't flinch. He didn't move, dude. That's crazy. I, I would have been like, what did you, what I do you like, think? Hey, <laughs> what do you think he thought was going to happen before he saw the hand come up? Uh, maybe he thought he was gonna like yeah you know don't like you know and he was gonna yeah. or maybe he thought will was gonna play along like a like a, for a second like a yeah. fake slap yeah i thought do something and just kind of play along yeah. with it or something i don't know i don't know well i like like i said i don't want to spend too much Linger time on it chris yeah. rock but there were other things that happened that night beyond that yes that were kind of puzzling um for one <laughs> it was really funny that this year's oscars they created this like fan voting award. That's not like an actual Oscar. It's just like, yeah. hey, the fans voted on the best moment, best yeah. action moment. And it's so clear that the Oscars is on ABC. It's owned by Disney. Disney was like clearly trying to make these awards to get some like Marvel love in there. And a <laughs> Zack Snyder movie won every time, which is the funniest thing it of all time. It was so funny. Dude. Like the uh, whatever it was like fan what was it best fan moment yeah and it was like three marvel properties it was like it was like a no way home uh shang chi another disney yeah. thing and then you know the snyder cut and the snyder cut one it's just like they're trying to get it's, so funny. it's like a movie that was released years ago yeah <laughs> like the the initial release yeah, right, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah that is really really funny man the the snyder bros man they're unbeatable undefeated dude they can vote dude if you want to rig an election get the snyder fans that's involved and they will sway any election that's what we were saying man. dude if i'm a political figure running for office like i'm targeting the snyder bro <laughs> fandom because <laughs> those people show up <laughs> how do we get the snyder guys yeah <laughs> they show up rain or shine no matter what 
You know, there's some, like, you know, there's some like political scientists out there just like, guys, I'm telling you, all the data shows it. Like if we just, if we just get our guy hashtag, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- complete the Snyder cut, <laughs> we'll win in a landslide. Democracy over. It's just the Snyder. Oh cult. my gosh. <laughs> hashtag release the Snyder cut. No. Uh, yeah. That was a really funny part. What else happened? Uh, well, a lot of people were upset at like the jokes at the expense of like animation as an art form. So like uh-huh. there were a couple of jokes about how animations for kids oh. and a lot of people are kind of like, if anything, this industry should understand that like a lot, lots of talented artists put their heart and soul into that, you know? Also like, Hey, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like- it's, it's, it's a fine balance where, so a lot of people are saying that, Hey, like we're all for like, taking the wind out of the sails of some of like the people in the audience who deserve it, you know? Sure. But there was a lot of jokes at the expense of like the medium in which you're celebrating. Like if it's an award show to celebrate cinema, why were there so many jokes at the expense of like cinema as an art, like the whole power of a dog. It took me 12 days to watch it. Sure. Which also didn't make any sense because it wasn't a long movie. It wasn't that long. No. Um, but it, but I think at the end of the day, there's such mild jokes that it's like I just was like, okay, whatever. They were throwaway. Well, that was the thing is that like most, most all of the jokes were like they didn't have any teeth, you know? Yeah. Like even really even the GI Jane joke. I mean, it's like most of them didn't really have any teeth, yeah. and it was look. Yeah, I know. I get two things can be true at the same time right it's like it yeah. was a joke it was a joke probably written by the writers you know what i mean yeah it didn't really have teeth it was kind of a bad joke but like but at the same time you know black women really struggle with like insecurity around their hair and the way society has like f- pressured them to have a certain yeah. type of hair that's real pain and both things can be true yeah you know? i i was wondering i had a not to harp on this some more but I was wondering, he must not have known that that was a thing, but I don't know how he w- couldn't have known. Who, that's the thing. It's like, who knows any of us watching, who knows what we, what they knew about who, like, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But, no, I, I do genu- generally like the jokes and the hosting and stuff, mm-hmm. it was right. that was okay. yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, I just go in knowing there were no gonna... moments where there was a joke and yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh man i just know that like there's always going to be like a few jokes that don't land because it's it's really hard to like make them all land i think the best the best jokes of the night were probably the ones right before the incident that's the thing chris rock was killing (laughs) it right before he was kind of killing and then and then he just ruined it all well you know what you know who had a subtle kind of joke and maybe it wasn't but after will smith gave his best actor yeah yeah speech which I can't believe he won after that. Anyway, that was insane. Uh, Anthony Hopkins came up, and he just was like, "Well, I think Will said it all." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, that's such like a subtle little, like a subtle little dig to like recognize how that weird was a long that speech, speech was." Yeah, I thought that moment was Anthony great. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is just the best. Oh my gosh! They should have Anthony Hopkins host. Oh my gosh, dude! I uh, no, I I actually really liked Amy Schumer. <laughs> Whenever she came back out, she yeah. was like. Guys, I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume for like what feels like an hour. Yeah. Did I miss anything? It's like it feels like the energy in the room has changed. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah, that was kind of good too. Yeah, I, I thought the hosts 
it was just okay if i'm being honest my favorite part was kevin costner's speech dude okay introduction into the best director category you know he was in a he was in a completely different award show (laughs) he really was because here's the thing in an isolated bubble i thought that speech was rad he's just like waxing poetic about like seeing westerns for the first time and how it like, like how he his, fell in love yeah, with cinema fell in love to cinema. it was like so beautiful yeah. but in the context of that night like from a different planet i've got to say though when he started it pulled me in it, yeah i forgot and i was the like audience kevin costner's just talking to me right the now. reaction shots to that moment were great <laughs> yeah there were so Everybody many people just like, like what is happening it was so good though yeah. it really was so good i really liked his speech. I, re- I did it too, was but so it-, it was so sincere yeah that's it was just so sincere and i loved that and i didn't like that i really didn't like that jane campion kind of came up and took the piss out of it I, I see where she was coming from because like i said in the context of the night that yeah. didn't fit and so it felt yeah. weird transitioning from it but I, I'm, I'm i'm with you also that by itself, it was a great, beautiful speech because I feel the same way. Yeah, I love movies, and I kind of do wish the Oscars incorporated like more of that. Just like get get Martin Scorsese, whether he directed a movie or not, to talk about how beautiful movies are. It's like, dude, it's not like we don't have the greatest actors yeah. available in the room. Maybe we should like put them to work. Yeah, and have them actually like do some monologues and some stuff that like move people and like really really wake people's passion up for for cinema and film sprinkle in a little bit more like awe and wonder about the medium sincerity yeah yeah um oh (laughs) she she immediately came up and was like oh oh, that was quite a speech (laughs) (laughs) i don't it was it did feel out of place i was like dang (laughs) and it went on for kind of a long time i feel like (laughs) I feel like Kevin Costner's face immediately was just like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> dude, he, he had that like the playing the sound of silence when he realized no one else was into yeah. it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh man, just waxing poetic no, about. Genuinely though, that was probably like my favorite. I saw stagecoach put on the big screen. I think it was how the West was won. How the West was won. He said twenty-four frames per second. The curtain, the curtain drew back. Back when we had curtains, yeah, and that I was immediately in. I was like, "He's yeah. about to, he's about to go in on this, dude." If I ever have to do like a monologue to audition for like an acting part, I'm yeah. gonna do that. I'm gonna do that speech. Yeah, I, I feel like people know about how like all the stuff Kevin Costner's done, mm-hmm. obviously, because he's Kevin Costner and he's super yeah. famous. But, but genuinely, like what he did is crazy, like. In you the early nineties, okay, yeah, like what he what he did was yeah. insane. Like that was wild. That the first movie he directed, he like produced it and wrote it and like acted yep. in it, and it, he it won all these awards. And then he didn't make another movie for like <laughs> ever. Well, well, then he had uh, Waterworld, and that kind of bombed. I think that he had a couple bomb, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. He did some, like, that's a crazy thing to happen. And then for you to just be like, oh, I'm not going to direct a movie for like eight years yeah. now or whatever. I'm with you. I okay. I don't know what his next one was, but yeah. I don't know how we got on Kevin Costner, but. Well, I mean. Anyway. It's Kevin Costner. Yeah. Uh, well, before we talk about Coda, maybe you want to talk about some of the other winners. Did you have any thoughts about anyone else who won? 
not surprising, Dune swept every single technical award. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. Yeah, well, let's see. It, it uh, what did it win? It won, it won a uh, best visual effects. It won best cinematography, best sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think yeah, so it it won a lot of the technical awards. Um, let's see. We already talked about Will Smith winning best actor. Uh, I mean, honestly though, his performance in King Richard was very very good yeah like, oh and oh yeah and dune incredible. won best editing and best score so another win for Hans zimmer yeah dude the dude's just he's like so not many even awards, there he just wasn't he's like there. not even there they were like yeah he says thanks <laughs> yeah um so yeah well we mentioned it briefly jane campion won best director yeah i actually thought that was that was deserved i thought so too uh, power of the dog that was a very very well-made movie and I really liked it, and I thought, I I kind of thought it was going to take Best Picture. I was I was hoping for it, but yeah, I I kind of was feeling that way, but I hadn't seen Coda when it yeah, won. Sunday I've now yeah. seen it, but I hadn't seen it at that time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, I wasn't really shocked by many of the awards other than Best Picture. Yeah, I thought that Best Picture... Yeah, everything else, I was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cinematography, I was like, it's going to be Dune or... That was the tightest race. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Dune or Power of the Dog. Um, because I would have been cool with... Uh, who was who was actually all nominated for that? Let me make sure I have it right. Uh, scrolling through the list. Best, best original screenplay was Coda. And I didn't... Um, or adapted screenplay. Or, sorry, adapted screenplay. And uh, who won original screenplay? Uh, Belfast. Oh, Kenneth, that's Kenneth right. That's Rana. right. That's also one of the few ones yeah, yeah. I, hadn't seen, I haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from what I've heard, it a lot of people are saying it's kind of a dud. That's not what from I've what, heard. From what I've heard. That's not what I've heard. Well, from what I've heard. Well, I've heard the opposite. Well, our people disagree. Well, anyway, best cinematography was tight. Yeah. Uh, Greg Frazier with Dune, Dan Lawson with Nightmare Alley, Ari oh, Wagner, Nightmare Power Alley. of the Dog, Bruno Delbano, Tragedy of Macbeth, and then uh, Kaminsky from West, West Side Story. Yeah, Dude. man. West Side Story, beautifully shot. So was uh, Power of the Dog and Nightmare Alley. And Dune, I haven't seen Tragedy of Macbeth, but from the trailer alone, I'm like, okay, that looks like a it looks beautifully shot movie. Yeah. So that was the tightest race of the night, but uh, I'm not super shocked that Greg Frazier ended up winning it. No, I mean, Dune was Dune. <laughs> Dune. Dune was Dune. It is sad, though, that Denis, like, how how did he not get nominated? How? Yeah. I don't understand like, he that. Su- he su- all the technical awards, he supervised that. Yeah. yeah oh. You gave it a best picture, but yeah, someone directed that movie, him. Questlove won for... Oh, I feel so bad for him that his award came right after that moment. Yeah, that was probably pretty interesting for him. Yeah. Uh, I did hear him say in an interview, though, that like he wasn't even paying attention to that because he was so like he knew right. his category was up. So he was just so like, that must be so crazy. But uh, yeah, I actually did see Summer of Soul and uh, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. It was the footage that they have is unbelievable of mm-hmm. that festival. But uh, no, that was cool. Uh, who else won? Uh, 
Was that everybody? Uh, I mean, well, not everybody, but yeah. you know. Best Actress, uh, Jessica Chastain won for oh, a movie. Oh, that's right. And that I, was her first one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't I heard know that hardly she, anything like, from that movie. I didn't know that she, like, optioned the rights for that, like, eight or eight or nine years ago or something. Yeah, that's crazy. Or she, I think she, like, that was very heavily, like, her project. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Troy Kotzer, or Kotzer from CODA won Best Supporting Actor. That was awesome. Yeah, and I will was, say, I mean, he was incredible in Coda. Yeah, he, he was, was, yeah, he was not really only good. like, was he like hilarious in Coda, but like he really brought it for like the dramatic moments too. Yeah. Um, and then who won uh, supporting actress? I can't remember. Oh, um, wasn't it the girl from West Side Story? Oh um, yes, yes. Shoot, you're right. Name? I don't know her name. Uh, I gotta sc- I gotta scroll through here. Uh, I can't. Ariana Debose. There you go. Yeah, she was great in West Side Story. How did we feel about the uh, performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno? Dude, how? It's so simple. You just get the cast from Encanto to sing it. No, you don't no. need to bring in. You don't understand. Meg we the need Stallion. Megan the Stallion, bro. It's so simple. She's got to write a verse. I really thought Anna was gonna storm off, like. <laughs> And just never come back. Not to say Megan the Stallion's verse wasn't good, but it's just like, this was like one third, we don't like the actual song, and then yeah. two thirds, Megan the Stallion doing a verse, some That's dancing, so and then it was over. That's so weird. Like, it, it, it's the easiest thing to predict. How do we get people excited about this song? Get the people from the movie to sing it. Boom. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I thought the performance of uh, the two Caterpillars song was great, though. Yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we don't really go to uh, Oscars for uh, our musical performances, except for that one Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper yeah, performance. That one was steamy. Spicy. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of music and surprises, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish, "No Time to Die" song won, <laughs> which yeah. I like that song, but I did not think it was going to win. Nor was it the best one. No, no. So that's all I have to say about that. Pro- I didn't think it her. was going to win at all. No, I, I did not like, think okay. it was going to win. Um, yeah, it is a good song. I just didn't think it was going to win. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should get to the, the main topic. Let's get into the Coda. Big winner. Coda. You just watched it tonight. I did. I watched it last night. Did you cry when you watched it? I didn't cry, but I definitely felt some emo- I definitely felt some things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, I can't tell if I was crying because I was laying on my left side, you know, because the tears just roll out a little oh. easier. Oh, so anytime you just lean over, tears are coming yeah, out? Yeah, tears just come out of my I eyes. I want to get that checked. I did feel some feelings, though, as well. Oh, okay, well, that's good. I okay. felt some emotions well, because I'm, I'm not... I have empathy, you know, yeah. I'm not a psychopath. I'm curious, what did you think, before we get into maybe why we thought it won, what did you think of CODA overall? <clears throat> I thought, um, having very little time to digest it, I thought that it's a very well-told um, coming-of-age film, and it's very unique mm-hmm. um, in that genre of kind of like, coming of age in high school and finding yourself and your confidence and and realizing you can't do things on your own like just like i feel like those there are 
I feel like that is almost kind of a genre in itself to a mm-hmm. certain extent. And I really like that genre and that style of movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I thought it was unique and I thought it was a well-told coming of age story. Um, I thought that it wasn't necessarily like spectacularly like shot or directed, mm-hmm. but it was a great story. And I thought that, uh, that it was good. I, I would not probably have picked it out of the group of movies for best picture. Right. I probably wouldn't have said that is the best one of the year. Mm-hmm. I probably had, I had other movies that I thought were, that I liked more, but I mean, that being said, it's a really, really good movie and it was moving. It, it moved me yeah. a couple of times. And I thought that the use of, of music and the use of the song, the songs that they chose were really smart yeah. and how they communicated everything that was going on between her and her family. And, uh, that scene, on the back of the truck had oh, me in shambles. Dude, that scene was really good. Man. Yeah, there were some really, really phenomenal moments in the movie. Yeah. But I did kind of get what you were saying, though. Because you you had said a couple days ago, you heard that Coda has some like real Disney Channel movie vibes. Mm-hmm. And I got that a little bit. But the story was just really well told. So yeah. I feel like... I get it because it's a family and they're all kind of like in strife and one wants to kind of spread her wings and fly yeah. and the rest of the family doesn't understand why and, you know, wants yeah. her to stick around. Yeah, she wants to break, that is, break away, you know, Kelly Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. So that is kind of a Disney Channel uh, yeah. kind of storyline, but it was told a lot better than a Disney yeah. Channel movie. Yeah. For me, going into it, knowing the criticisms about it being like, Overly sentimental. See, I hadn't Disney heard Channel. anything about it. Yeah. I went other in than what you said. For me, I, I think what separates it from Hallmark or Disney Channel movie is that, yes, it, it has all those archetypes, all those cliches. It has like that complete, like goofy, dysfunctional family, yeah. which you've seen a lot of those movies. It has like that, that supportive teacher that's like, taking the kid under their wing it's centered around like a teenager kind of pulls out the best in them yeah it's a teenager who has like big dreams that involve an artistic endeavor like that's been done a a thousand times but i think what separates it from all those movies with those archetypes and cliches as well is that the core central struggle felt real yeah and you're right and what's smart is a disney channel movie would have done I want to be a big music star, but my parents won't let me go to college. Right. This takes it further and finds a little bit more complexity in. It's not that she wants to be a star. It's she wants to like chase something that she loves for herself. She wants to have her own identity. She's given so much and she knows that by doing it, she'll be hurting her family and there's no easy answer. Yeah. The fact that it, and all of this cliche and sentimentality and beats we've seen before, they focus on attention that doesn't have a clear answer. And yeah, while the resolution is very definitive and yeah, good, at least for most of the runtime, there is no clear like, this is the right answer. Because the parents have a point in that they need her, but then yeah. she also has a fair point in that like, it's not fair for them not, to yeah. need her for every single thing. Right. right. And so like, I think the fact that it found that 
core dramatic tension that was yeah. real and felt like earned and felt like relatable and yeah. not just glossed over. Because again, like I said, a Disney Channel movie would just make it all about, I want to be a star. Yeah. And it was just kind of superficial. And it would end with her like in front of a thousand people singing and yeah. everyone loving it. And, and here's all that the thing, stuff. man, Friday night when you're 10 years old and Disney Channel, those kind of movies work, but well, and I think kind of adding to your point and reinforcing it where it's like, there was no simple answer. Mm-hmm. So the question was no matter what, um, they they couldn't hear her sing. Yeah. At the end of the day, there was no way that they were ever really going to be able to hear her sing and like hear what she can do. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of added to that that idea of like there's no simple answer to this. There's no like easy way to do it. And they kind of to see what was special about you know, like her her talent. Mm-hmm. They had to look into their community kind of, you know what I mean? And see like the reactions that people were getting and, and, and kind of look deeper into themselves to find that. Um, I, I really liked that scene where they were sitting and uh, watching her sing and they start looking around yep. and seeing people and how they're being moved by what she's doing and her voice. And, uh, and I don't know, I just really liked like, you know, we say over sentimental and stuff like that, but Hey, Kevin Costner, maybe he was over sincere, uh, Coda, maybe there were some over sentimental moments, but maybe we need some more sincerity, you know, some more sentimentality and like to be able to open ourselves up to, to some of that stuff. So yeah, I felt like, I felt like if uh, you'll enjoy Coda, if you just kind of keep yourself open to what it's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I really liked that. And I really don't mean for this to be a pun, but it's what happens in the movie is that they resolve this family tension by listening to each other. Right. And again, not a pun, just, you know, like they, (laughs) they really get to the point where they're choosing to see the other person's perspective. So yeah. the fact that like that scene you mentioned at the school performance where her family who can't hear is watching her singing performance and they look out into the crowd and they see though they can't hear it, how it's impacting everyone else. And they see like, this is something of value. Yeah. Whereas on her end, when she sees her family spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. let's just say they get into some trouble with their fishing business mm-hmm. right after that moment. Yeah. And she sees like how devastating it is for them. And that at this point they really do need an interpreter. She decides to be like, okay, you know what? I will give more of myself because yeah. There's no other way. And just the fact that the fact that they're both willing to give some ground and listen to each other and see what's life like from their point of view, I thought was really special because this is a plot point that has actually been weirdly incorporated into a lot of movies recently. Like the whole, like how, how much do you owe your family? Like Encanto is very right. much about that. <clears throat> and I think, yeah. I think at this point where like people our age are having kids having being grown up with a different worldview from our parents. Like our parents were raised differently than how we're being raised and how we're raising our kids that there's some like really interesting intergenerational, like ideas about what do you actually owe your family? Yeah. Like where's the line drawn and and, like movies like Encanto talk about that. And this does it really well. 
in a very specific case of like you being the only person in your family who can hear and like yeah. i don't know it, i i thought it handled that very well and like again it does all these other things very conventionally and kind of rote but at least the core dramatic part of it is something that i think anyone can relate to it's something that doesn't have a very easy answer and so yeah. it mines a lot of like tension from that and gets away with some cliche eye roll moments because sure. of that yeah yeah i think overall i just i agree i think that some of that kind of covers over some of the other uh parts of the movie but uh i do really i don't know i, I do kind of really appreciate the message and and maybe maybe that's why it won uh, right. but i think the message of the movie being like maybe you think that you don't need anyone else to do what you want to do or to live your dream. Yeah. But like you always need the support of the people around you where it's like, you need me as much as I need you. And, uh, like her being someone that doesn't have a air quotes, like disability. Um, because like a lot of people don't view being deaf as a disability at all. Uh, so it's like, her being somebody that can hear uh and and her family feeling like you know she well she can do anything she wants because mm -hmm. she can hear and you know she feels like she doesn't need us and stuff because um she doesn't have this air quotes disability but like we need her and yeah. and it's like her realizing like oh my god like i need my family as yeah. much as they need me it's not just a one way they're using me for this kind of yeah. thing. Um, and her, her realizing that, but also her family realizing that, uh, they need to, to let her go. Yeah. Um, like, and so, and, and so that, but bringing it back around to what I was saying yeah. initially, that message, I think currently right now is very, uh, sincere. And it, it's like touching on something. I think that we're all kind of starving yeah. for, which is like, can't we all just realize that like we all need each other regardless of yeah. what the tension is, you yeah. know? Yeah. So let's get into like maybe why it won in a, a race leading up to it. No one really thought it was going to win because yeah. it's, it's going against movies that really do represent cinema as an art form. Like yeah. movies like Dune, West Side Story, where they're shot so well big scale does all the technical stuff, right? This yeah. movie it's filmed competently like it's yeah. not filmed poorly it's just like it's a the, i think the key word is like small it's a small just simple movie it does everything kind of in a very basic but professional efficient way well and i will say the movie felt like very um it felt handmade yeah. it felt authentic and it it felt like the people that were making it were making it because they loved it and they wanted to, you know, and, yeah. and that they, they felt that there was a strong message in yeah. it. And that's what like, it felt. It felt like it was out of someone's passion for wanting to get this mm -hmm. made, you know? Yeah. And it, I, I appreciate that whenever a movie that's like that can go up against, you know, really technically stunning movies like power of the dog and Dune and yeah. stuff like that and be like, no, this is like, it, it is special that like, a human story about a family 
and and their struggle to stay mm-hmm. close to one another yeah. and to not fracture and break apart like that that kind of human story can be the one that's lifted up and like yeah. hey like everybody like take a look at this right here yeah and um, I, I think because that is special i think because of that it stands out in its uh more intimate hands-on quality kind of like you know it really feels like just like a group of like 10 people made the film yeah uh i think those qualities make it stand out because all the other movies nominated were a little bit bigger i mean there were a couple smaller ones like power of the dog uh king richard and nightmare alley though nightmare alley is like a smaller budget movie but the production design makes it feel really big well i feel that way with uh power of the dog as well yeah. i feel like it's elegant that, that movie was stunning yeah yeah it really but was. uh but it's story-wise those movies are smaller but yeah they're more elegant in their presentation yeah so i think it stands out that way but maybe to do some like galaxy brain take yeah because usually usually the best picture winner touches on something going on in the moment or you, you always are trying to find a reason as to why all these voters picked that one movie for that right. year yeah and i think it's a little bit of a stretch but like you alluded to coda very much is a movie about like listening to each other seeing everyone's point of view and coming together and in the wake of like covid and all the political distress we've been going on in, in this country like it's a movie that is the most accessible emotionally. Yeah. A lot of the best picture movies have emotion, but like they ask a little bit more from the viewer. Whereas this one, like it's just very accessible. Yeah. And it's a movie about like, just like seeing life from someone else's perspective. And that's something I think is really big in the world right now. Like everyone, everyone is asking for that. And so I think ever so subtly Coda captures that idea of, just like seeing through someone else's eyes, really hearing them out and, you know, coming together and sacrificing again, like yeah, the parents sacrificing, you know, the convenience of having her around and her sacrificing, um, at least initially her dreams to help an immediate need for her family. Like that's a huge thing going on in the world right now. Like people need to sacrifice for each other. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, just thinking about it, because I, I did literally, I finished watching this movie, yeah. like, right before we came here. That's so I, I am, I am Putting still... the professional and professional yeah, yeah, that's right. I am still kind of, like, digesting it, but I was thinking of that scene where she's auditioning, mm-hmm. and, um, and kind of, like, the impact of that scene and why it was impactful, and how she started signing the lyrics yep. to the song... Uh, as she was auditioning for her family that was there watching. I, I am. I, I do have to say, I totally called. I thought like halfway through the movie, like this movie's going to end with her singing and then signing as a way to like bridge the gap. There you go. And I was, it happened. <laughs> Boom. Well, well, I thought that that was an interesting thing because I think the whole time her family was afraid of her leaving because they, they felt like they needed her, yeah. you know? And, um, and I also feel like they, they felt like when she left that she was going to, uh, not want to be a part of the family anymore. Yep. And I thought that that, that scene was impactful because whenever she starts signing during her audition, I feel like it's almost like her saying like, I'm still a part of this family. Like, even if I'm gone, 
And even if I'm doing something else and we aren't around each other anymore, like I still need you, even though I am gone, I'm still a part of the family and I still Mm -hmm. want to be, and I still need you guys and and your support, you know, just as much as you need mine. Uh, so I thought that that was a cool, a cool moment. And, uh, I thought some of the subtle, like, uh, visual kind of arrows that were pointing in that direction were Mm -hmm. cool. Like the, um, the main character, the girl, I can't remember her name. I just finished watching the movie, her character, uh, and her boyfriend, like the protagonist. (laughs) Yeah. At the, at the end, like jumping off that cliff, like together, like they did everything together you know it was a duet that they Mm -hmm. were practicing for yeah it was like and i thought some of those subtle things that they did in the movie to kind of point in that direction of like no we need each other like we have to we have to do it together yeah well shout out to the kind of like love interest in the film is the kid from sing street did you notice that dude i did not notice that i was like i was like 30 minutes into the movie i was like where have i seen this kid and then when he started to sing i was like Okay, I've heard this guy sing, and then yeah. I thought of it was like, oh, Sing Street, dude, that's cool. Yeah, so he's he's still getting put that together. Still getting some uh, some some jobs, some music based. Yeah, he was good. Work. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, so I agree, and you know, like it's it has some really quality like humor moments. Hu- humor moments. One of my robots. Some quality humor moments. It had some quality <laughs> human humor. Uh, no, it had some great like use of humor. Uh, of course, there's some eye roll moments. Yeah. But like, I think when it counts, they it really did have like genuine emotional moments. Like when the dad like feels her throat. Yeah. That sounds like really violent, but you know, like when. <laughs> yeah. When he feels her vocal cords and the, you know, the vibrations that she sings. Yeah. He wants her to sing the song for him again so that he can, uh, read her lips and understand what the song is about. Yeah. But also like feel the vibration of, of her singing it, which that, that scene had me like wrecked. I was like, dang, you know, because, uh, because, you know, me going along with you know just being a guy that's on the you know on the train of the movie mm-hmm. i was like hadn't put together like oh this song is about her and her family not like her and her love interest right yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so she started singing and i was like it's about them <laughs> it's about them <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, but yeah i think overall like it's it's just really hard. Any movie that wins the best picture, it's hard to live up to that title of like best sure. movie best of the year. Picture, yeah. yeah. But it, it was solid. It was good. I don't, and I, I view it this way, and this always mm-hmm. helps me. Okay. Especially on movies that like maybe you didn't expect to win best picture or something. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate it getting put on a platform, because maybe a lot of people wouldn't have watched it unless it won best picture. That's true. And it's like people are going to watch Dune. Like yep. they're going to watch some of these other bigger movies, Macbeth, you know, uh, uh, you know, some of those other like movies with big actors in them, um, like power of the dog, Zack and, Snyder's justice league. <laughs> yeah. So like people are going to get around to watching those movies, but like Coda who doesn't have like a big actor drawing people to the mm-hmm. project or a big director, or a big writer, about the kid from sing street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Which is also an indie film. Yeah. But uh, no, I I think that 
sometimes the job of the Oscars is to put a movie up that is a good movie and say like, you should take a look at this one. Yeah. Because it didn't get its due maybe. Yeah. And, and it was, it was really good. And, and, you know, as, uh, as maybe controversial as it is to say this, or like, I don't know, it takes the magic out of it. But where like, are you going? where are you going? The Oscars are like a big ad for movies, oh, yeah. you know? And it's like, if there's one that needs to be advertised, maybe it's the small movie with no huge stars in it, drawing people to it. And it's like, are you telling me when Zack Snyder's justice league won the prestigious award for best fan moment, <laughs> that that was just an ad. Is that what you're oh, telling me right my now? Gosh, you won't get off this Zack Snyder, <laughs> this Zack Snyder no. thing. No, but, uh, I mean, it is hilarious, but yeah. like, get over it no. but i agree i think out of all of the best picture nominees this movie i feel the safest recommending to literally anyone yeah and like knowing they would enjoy it yeah and i don't mean like whenever i say that i don't mean like oh it gave the little movie some help that it needed right like it is a good movie and it like can stand on its own and it's it was good it just didn't it, have a huge marketing it just push. didn't have this huge marketing push or you know all of this stuff and i do think that uh, for films that are good that that not as many people are watching it is good to have a moment for for a smaller film like that to have a moment and mm -hmm. for people to be like oh i didn't watch that like i didn't even yeah you know know that that was like in the running for the you know la, yeah. da, 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 da. and so it's convenient that it's I on do. apple it is so so you should go watch it <laughs> yeah you should go watch it. Sign into your Apple ID. Yeah. Check it out. But no, I thought that it was it was cool. All and right. I, I used to feel like slighted whenever I was like, my favorite movie didn't win. Yeah. What are they? They don't know anything. You know? Yeah. But now it's like, hey, it's yeah. all good, baby. Yeah. That movie needed more people's eyes on it, you know? Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a pretty harmless movie to win. Like, I... Like there are some years where I think like a, a legit bad movie is nominated. Sure. I well, think this was like the safest, not the best movie yeah. out of them, but like it's a good movie. Yeah. And I mean, it should be said there are movies that are amazing that aren't even nominated. That's true. There are the last duel. Yeah. Come on, man. There were, there were movies that were absolutely stunning, unbelievable movies that Green weren't Knight. even mentioned. And, uh, you know, there are a ton of movies out there, both big budget and indie. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Come on. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, you know, having eight movies or whatever it is nominated doesn't mean that those are the absolute end all be all list of best movies that came out this year. There are all kinds of good things coming out all yeah. the time. And the awards aren't, you know, you can't always just be like, oh, well, this won the award. So it must actually be number one overall, like for yeah. the year. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I need to say that, that, look, <laughs> that look. there's tons of great stuff out there. That's just not even brought up. Yeah. So there was a movie that was released last year that starred three different incarnations of Spider-Man and wasn't nominated for best picture. So it's like, <laughs> come on, how many Spider-Man Dakota have? How many Spider-Man do you need to get an Oscar nomination? Like probably need like at least Is seven. It four. Is it five? I mean, come on. We'll do it. Just yeah. name the Dude, number no of Spider-Man that only, we need. Not only did No Way Home not get nominated for Best Picture, it didn't even win Best Fan okay, Moment. Okay, we get it. Spider-Man. Oh, my 
<laughs> we get it. You it mentioned so it over and over thing. again. It was the funniest thing. Uh, it was created for that movie, and it didn't even win. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, bring it home. Out of... But what if there's no way home? Well, sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, rating Coda out of five fishing boats careful <laughs> no careful no uh, out of five fishing boats what would you give coda i would give coda out of five fishing boats you want me to go first no okay i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it 3.8 fishing boats 3.8 fishing boats okay well i gave it a solid 3.5 fishing boats out of five we're pretty close yeah it's pretty good there you go yeah, yeah. it it's safe it's conventional, but it does just enough things right, especially with the dramatic tension yeah. of um, her situation with her parents. And it has like two just really great, actually tear-jerking moments that yeah. uh, makes it worth it. So if you haven't seen it yet and you sat through those mild spoilers, go on Apple TV, watch it. Uh, I, I really do think this is the movie out of all of the nominees that has the highest chance of like you getting your family friends involved and like everyone coming away liking it. Yeah. And genuinely there are some really, really amazing performances in it. Yeah. 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 Like so. here's the thing you would think that a movie, um, highlighting like people who can't speak and who are deaf wouldn't work for like the movie medium, but really sign language is very visual. Yeah, And so actually like those performances, like coming from a place of ignorance on my part, sure. where I haven't seen a lot of deaf actors, yeah, you would think, oh, does this translate well? But actually sign language translates very well to the screen. To a visual medium. Because it's a visual medium. And like yeah. the way those actors express themselves like through sign language was actually really powerful. And it wasn't a hindrance at all. Yeah. Like at all. Well, and you even you saying that right there i'm still digesting it and it's like there's something powerful in that idea of sometimes we have to speak up for the people that can't mm -hmm. on their own and like i i don't know i just and sometimes the people that we view as need our help don't need as much as we i don't know i just i feel like there is rich kind of subtext like yeah. good stuff in there and uh i think the longer i sit with it the more i'll be able to kind of connect those dots but uh but yeah i i think that uh that some of those those things are kind of right there on the screen and uh you're totally right and i haven't even i hadn't even thought about that that like this is a visual medium and of course sign language is visual mm -hmm. and that is uh that's a really really cool thing to be able to put on film um like i like i don't know did sign sound language. Of, did sound of metal win best picture last year no it didn't win best picture it didn't win um, best picture uh nomad land won oh that's right but i loved uh sound of metal and yeah that was i, I do think sound of metal is well. better than coda but i mean come on it's like who cares if i think one's better than that they're both good yeah no but um that that was the thing that was kind of bothering me about the movie i was like i feel like this is a good story like there's good emotional mm -hmm. tension but i just felt like kind of that underlying like deeper message that they were trying to communicate um like i was kind of missing it a little bit of coda or, yeah of coda oh, yeah. and uh but no i think i think it was 
I think it was there. The more I think about it, I just, I think maybe I need more time to digest yeah. it a little bit. I mean, it, it was pretty conventional yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And again, I, I think one hindrance for me is that I really liked that the, like the main point of attention in the movie was this issue that there's really no clear right answer, right. but then the movie ends with everything being resolved so easily Sure. that I'm not, the movie didn't need like a downer ending, but like right. compared to a movie like Sing Street that I think is oh. somewhat <laughs> comparable or yeah. like this really upbeat feel good movie about like a young musician. Yeah. Like that movie ends on a high note that has a little ambiguity where like right. him and his girlfriend are driving the boat to um i'm guessing uh like london or something right and it's like will they actually make it on their own they're two young kids will he actually make it as a musician is he going to be sent right there's that ambiguity of like oh you know now now i actually thought coda was going to end right at the end of the audition yeah so that it's kind of being like it doesn't matter if she she gets in yeah it doesn't matter if she gets in like what what needed to be communicated was communicated yep. right there in that moment. Yeah, I, I, because like if you if you're someone who's watching the movie in a situation like that, yeah, the main point is not here's how you solve that problem. It's yeah. how do you live in that problem mm. with the people you love in a way that doesn't hurt each other. Yeah. Because you're really never going to solve it. But this movie just kind of made it solvable sure where it's like oh the guy friend didn't make his audition to berkeley so he can conveniently be an interpreter while she goes away to berkeley sure. and you know it's just like right. no like i think it actually rings more true if instead of solving the problem you have the characters learn to live in the problem yeah and so i think that rings a little bit more true for people watching and it, yeah. that's why i think a lot of people say it's a disney channel movie where it's like and they solved it <laughs> and it's done you yeah. know i hear so, you hey sorry kid you didn't get into berkeley but now you can be her interpreter it's like <laughs> i was like okay like, whatever. yeah um but yeah overall it's a good movie yeah um so anyone who's truly upset at one like just go watch it just like uh, get over yourself yeah go watch it and be open yeah, I'm uh, uh, I'm really curious to see how next year's Oscars will go and in a lot of different ways in regards to the movies, but also like what is the show going to be like? Yeah. Um, so I'm again excited for it's the Oscars are really nice. because it, it seems like a really official way to end the year in movies. Yeah. And I feel like we can finally put 2021 films behind us. Yeah. Like I'm still going to catch up on some, but yeah. I feel like that chapter's closed and now we can really focus on 2022. What's, what's on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think that kind of does it for. Dude, we did it. We did we it. We solved it. We solved it. We did it. You go off to school. Yeah. This is, dude, talk about Scooby doing it. Yeah. We're we did it. Every week. Solve the mystery, baby. We unmasked Coda and guess what? What? <laughs> <laughs> We unmasked Coden, Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> what? It was the school teacher the whole time? Oh, man. Dang. Okay, well, that has been our review of Coda and why we think it won Best Picture. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, check it out for sure. It was, yeah. it was a good movie. And if for whatever reason you skipped to the first 60 seconds of this podcast episode, or if you're watching the highlighted segments on YouTube, remember... 
we have our Patreon page now back up and running after a six month hiatus. Yeah. So if you go to patreon.com slash why it's great, you can join one of three tiers, $1, $5, $25 and support the YouTube page and also the podcast professional appreciators. You can get your name in the credits on the video. You can get exclusive movie commentary. Exclusive access, baby. And the cream of the crop for $25. You can be a measly 25. That's like two Starbucks drinks. Yeah. Yeah. One maybe, depending on what you get. It depends how many extra pumps of espresso you put in there. Isn't there one with like cereal on top or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, For $25, you can be a guest on our podcast, be featured, uh, kind of share your thoughts on the topic or ask us a question and we'll include your audio in that segment. So if you want to support the channel, want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash why it's great and you can get all the information there. And with that being said, with that being said, man, I can't believe Will Smith slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs>